Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Friday, February 11th, 2022, and today we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in Chapter 11, and we're on page 164, the third paragraph, reading the third sentence only, clear away the wreckage of your past and our uh, comments will be on that one sentence. And today's readers are, and thank you for your service, for the 12 steps, Sally B, 12 traditions, Terry J, and reading the text are Anne Marie M and Barbara E, and our backup is Chris M. The newcomer greeter is Karen W, and the host of the second hour is Chris G. The reference numbers for Thursday, February 10th, 2022, 7 a.m. meeting is 18,530, that's 18530, and for the 10 a.m. is 18,535, that's 18535. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Sally B. to read the 12 steps of OA. Thanks, Katie. Good morning, everybody. My name is Sally B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm calling in from uh, the far western suburbs of Chicago, Illinois. Um, Here are the steps as adapted for Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive of readers 
and to practice these principles in our all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service and have a good day. Thank you, Sally. I will now ask Terry J to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Terry. this is Terry okay, J from Michigan, living in Detroit adjacent, and I am a grateful, compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry, the, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA, as such, ought never be organized, but may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you, and everybody have a great afternoon day. Thank you, Terry J. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two or a sentence from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today we resume our study 
of the big book, we're on page 154, the third paragraph, the third sentence, clear away the wreckage of your past, and we'll be commenting on that one sentence only. And I will ask Anne-Marie M. to begin reading. Thank you, Katie. This is Anne-Marie M. Through God's grace, uh, recovered from compulsive eating. I'm a, um, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and, and very grateful for that. I'm from Rhode Island originally, but I do live in South Carolina now. So um, thank you for this opportunity. So clear away the wreckage of your past. You know, what is a wreckage? Blockage? It, um, a wreckage is the remains of something that has been badly damaged or destroyed. And that that damage and destruction has has come from my compulsive eating, my behavior, not so much the compulsive eating, but the the mental deterioration of my attitude when I am compulsively eating. Because when I'm compulsively eating, when I was, I should say, when I was compulsively overeating and compulsively eating, my mind was just centered on myself. And I could not get beyond that. I couldn't get beyond the hurt that I was feeling and I could not look at what maybe I had, you know, the, the relationships that I had damaged. And this reminds me of step nine, you know, clear away the wreckage of my past, of yeah, uh, my past, yeah. Um, made direct amends to such people except when to do so would injure them or others. And I remember being at the, uh, a gym was a, maybe five or six years ago and in walks this man, and when I saw him, I remembered the wreckage I had caused him. And I wanted to crawl under the table, and I asked God right then and there, Lord, help me with this, because I knew I needed to make an amends with this gentleman. I asked God to put the words in my mouth, and I went up to him, and I said, remember when we were younger, because we were just young when this had happened, and I said, I want to apologize for my behavior. And I didn't, you know, I if he needs more of an ex- explanation, I would have gladly given it to him. But when I apologize, when I um, clear away my wreckage, I don't defend myself. I don't explain why I caused the wreckage. I, I was sincerely sorry at that point when I when I saw him and he smiled and he said that was a long time ago don't worry about it what a freedom what a freedom that gives me to clear away the wreckage of my past I didn't have to run away and run into the ladies room at the gym to avoid this person so clearing away the the wreckage of my past is is a freedom um and uh you know, it's just part of it's part of the, the steps. It's part of the way that I live now, and I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Anne Marie. <clears throat> okay, so although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your shares to every third day, in order that others might share their experience. So, if you've shared on Wednesday or Thursday, please step back and allow others to share. Um, 
Okay, so who would like to share on this third sentence in the third paragraph on 164? Francie. Larry uh, Chase. Barbara. Dara L. Pamela G. Okay, just Sharon C. Ross M. Sharon C. Um, okay. Uh, I got you, Sharon. Okay. And uh, let me just tell you who I got. And it's got to work because my brain is just uh, not working that fast for some reason. Okay. I heard a Fran. Um, I think I heard a Loretta, but I'm not sure if there was a, or a Lori or something like that. Barbara you did. E. It's a Loretta H. Okay. Okay. Larry K. Russ M. Sharon C. on M. And who did I miss? That Dara said their name. L. Carmela G. Oh, Dara I, and Carmela. Okay, great. I did hear both of you, so thank you so much. I'm hoping I didn't miss anybody. Elena I'm sorry, who was that? Elena Oh, Elena. Okay. Okay, let's stop there. That's a very long, wonderful list. So we have Fran, I think it's either M or H, um, Loretta H, Barbara E, Larry K, Russ M, Dara L, Sharon, I think C, on M, Carmela G, and Elena C. Go ahead, please, Fran, followed by Loretta. Good, good morning, everybody. Fran V, calling from Florida. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Very, very grateful. And um, boy, did I cause a lot of wreckage when I was into the throes of this disease. Um, the compulsive overeating, the behaviors, and um, I made my amends. And there, there may be some people that are never going to forgive me, but that's okay because um, I'm keeping my side of the street clean and my Heavenly Father wants me to remove all these blockages that prevent me from having communication and guidance from him. So I do the best I can. I work these steps to the best of my ability. And there is such a freedom as in the previous year that when I make these amends, there's like a light, a light goes on. And the humility is just um, so powerful in, in, in owning my part and admitting that um, I've made mistakes in the past. But God does not want me to live there. Um, and rehash these things over and over, which this addict seems to do at times. So with God's grace and power, I move on and um, continue to work 10, 11, 12 to the best of my ability and feel that power come in. So thank you all for being here. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Fran. Okay, Loretta H., you're up, followed by Barbara E. Good morning, Katie, and everybody on this line, along with my precious God who saved my life today. Loretta H. recovered in Raleigh. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Oh, my God. Um, and I read something this morning about when I was in the disease, I was at war with everybody because I have perpetual perceptions of my own propaganda in my head all the time. I still have them today. And that's what these steps do. It helps me remove my selfishness, my dishonesty, my resentment, my selfishness and my self-seeking and all my fear. And uh, I'm so lucky because I'm 
have worked these steps, and I've worked all the steps every single day, that I'm not at war with God. I was at war with God until I came into this program. You know, I actually didn't believe in him, just wanted to always um, tell everybody how he has, you know, harmed me because my life wasn't perfect. And then, of course, um, myself, I just thought of myself as very broken. And then I thought of others as um, either they needed to validate me or I needed to find something wrong with them. And with God's grace and mercy today, and I love it, and I don't know how to pronounce it, but there um, is a art form in Japan that actually puts a lot of broken pieces together with gold, uh, gold paint. I think it's called kinshue. And that's what I think God does for all of us in this program when we work these steps and go out and help others. Because with that, I actually can see God's face in other people. And so uh, the clearing away of all those broken pieces and not pushing them under the rug gives me the opportunity to find, of course, when he finds himself, he finds God. And today, you know, that golden light of God, not my light, because God's doing everything I've got today is because of God. And that golden light gets to show through the golden paint that he's repatching me with. And with that, I pass. I really thank you. And today is going to be a golden day if I do this work. And with that, I pass. And do the golden rule, too. Okay, thank you, Loretta. Barbara E., you're up, followed by Larry K. Did I hear Barbara E.? I was trying to mute or unmute myself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go oh, ahead, Barbara. Okay. I'm, I'm going to set my timer. Please. Here I go. Okay, this is Barbara E. in New Jersey. Well, this program has given me the humility I didn't have when I crawled into OA. Humility meant nothing to me. I just wanted to get thin and stay thin. But I failed so many times, I knew I needed something more. But what was it? I learned I had to get right-sized with the world and learn to become grateful and humble and accept the harms and make restitution after discussing them with my sponsor. For me, humility has three components. Low focus on myself. It's not all about me. To accept um, accurate, um, excuse me, to accurately accept success and worthiness of me and to not overestimate or underestimate myself, to acknowledge my mistakes, to make restitution for the harms I've done, and of course, put the plug in the jug. No one who ate like me who could could wake up one morning and say, okay, I'm done. I had to know that there was so much more. I was down at the bottom of the hole thinking I'd never see the sunlight again. OA didn't pull me out of that hole, but it did give me the tools to construct a ladder out by using the 12 steps but I had to accept those character flaws. One is that everyone must like me or I'm not okay. Another is I can't expect to feel great all the time. 
I accept there'll be days I'll be depressed, sad, or anxious. Life can't be perfect every day, but now being able to deal with life on life's terms, to be optimistic, accepting that life won't be like what I saw on TV, on the Waltons and Little House on the Prairie. Life is reality. I needed to sit on the chair and listen to remove the fear I'd never be loved and stop wearing different masks to let go of the fear of tomorrow and remorse for the years wasted that were separating me from the world and to reality and to acknowledge myself for myself and it's no one's fault and it doesn't depend on what happens. It's how I learn to deal with it to learn to accept myself as a human being, doing the best I can, but accepting that I will be doing it imperfectly. We're so lucky to have this program that is truly a miracle. Today I live among the living. I look in the mirror and smile rather than shy away from looking myself in the eye. I fit in my skin even though it's getting old and wrinkly. I'm at peace with myself and the world around me. These paragraphs, thank you. I'll just finish the last sentence. These paragraphs are for me like a benediction, a blessing, all willing to accept this program and pass it on so they can be blessed as well. Thank you so much for allowing me to finish and have a beautiful Thursday. Thank you for your service. Thank you, and thank God it is actually Friday. Okay, Larry Kay, you're up, followed by Russ M. It is Friday. Thanks, Katie. I'm thank Larry. God. Uh, <laughs> thank God, right? I'm Larry. I'm a recovered compulsive reader. Um, so, so here's what I know today um, a little bit better. Uh, when I make reparations for the wrongs that I've done, it's unequivocally, uh, for me, it's a part of my spiritual development. And, and it's hard, and, but it's also tremendously healing uh, to own up to what I've done. Uh, it's not always received well. It's not always done well. <laughs> I have not always, sometimes my timing hasn't been good. Sometimes I haven't felt very good about making the amends. And perhaps it wasn't received well. Uh, but, but it is part of my spiritual development. And, it, and it, it may feel counterintuitive because, maybe because of all we've been taught about making mistakes since we were kids and all the shame that we carry. And still, you know, for me, ultimately, my accountability as a human being is going to help me to grow and learn and heal. But why do I make amends? Why do I make restitution? You know, when I harm others, I harm myself in the process. And rationalizing and defending only makes me feel worse. It causes me to feel more profound shame. And and God doesn't. Uh, God needs for me to clear that stuff up so I can be of use to Him. Because it, it you want to do that, it, it pulls me from my humanity. You know, it pulls me from connection with others. And so this accountability, as a, a for a lifetime, as a skill set, as a spiritual skill set, helps me to heal. And sometimes the other person will receive healing too, although that's not a requirement. You know, it's good when it happens, but it's not a requirement. And when I can be accountable and make amends, I'm forced to, to, to sort of face up to my humanness. 
I'm, I'm, you know, I faced up to my fallibility as a human being, and it could be painful, but it, it, it pushes me to understand myself more deeply, and God helps me to do that, and we hold ourselves with compassion, and I can move on. It helps me to learn from the experience and grow spiritually, right? That's the whole, the whole deal here. And, um, and when I do that, what happens ultimately? I have greater capacity to love other people. That's all God wanted for me was to be able to love other people. So I, I, do, I have done it in the past. I still do it today. Don't do it perfectly, but I'm learning. I'm learning, Katie. Okay, with that, I pass. Thanks so much for your service. Thank you, Larry. Okay, Russ M, you're up, followed by Dara L. Uh, good morning, Katie. Russ M, recovered compulsive reader outside of Philly. Clear right away the records of your past. Um, you know, when I when I we read this every day, uh, it kind of it, st- it stirs up things in me that uh, you know that's go- always going to haunt me. My my past will always haunt me. And uh, that I'll never be able to outlive it. But, you know, it is a promise, too, to me when I read it, that if I live this way of life, I'm going to, the, the past is going to take care of itself. It's going to be taken care of. Maybe not perfectly with glitches, um, uh, but it's going to be taken care of. Uh, and it also kind of like to piggyback what my brother from Chicago said, you know, it's, it, 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 it humbles you, you know, it humbles you, you know, the quick quickest, quickest way to, uh, to humility is humiliation, you know, and, uh, in some ways you got to be humiliated and that's part of it because I've done so many stupid things and hurts to hurt people. And, you know, after you always feel bad, you know, and it, I mean, you, you try to work on it each time. So my my point is sometimes I feel like I'm never going to get past the wreckage of my past and I'm never going to move forward. But we live this way in life, you know, work 10, 11, and 12 and be immersed in in this way in life. You get closer to God and God fixes it all for for everyone involved, not just Russ. So. Thanks for letting me share. Love you guys. Have a beautiful weekend. Thank you. Thank you, Russ. Okay, Dara L., you're up, followed by Sharon C., I believe. Hi, great. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Uh, This is Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia, and I just want to share, like, um, something that happened to me this week. Uh, my mom called me, and she asked me, a, and she said, don't be mad, but I've got to ask you a question. <laughs> and then she proceeded to ask me a question, and I, you know, and I laughed, and I, I realized, you know, that, like, that is, that was what it was like to be in my life prior to me, not even prior to me getting abstinent, but prior to me getting treated for the addiction um, that I suffer with. Because the thing is, whether in untreated abstinence or whether for me, you know, in compulsive eating and anorexia or bulimia, I am a, I am a really hard person to love. And I'm a really hard person to be around. And, you know, the wreckage of my past, um, you know, as we shared, 
I don't, there's, there's just so much, you know, it's so, so much, you know, 18 treatment centers, bankruptcy, a lot of physical consequences, stealing money, cheating on people. I mean, I, w- I did a lot of damage and, and can continue to do a lot of damage. You know, I woke up today hating people and I'm like, I don't know where this came from. I hate people, you know, and I'll, and I'll work step 10 and 11 around them and I'll, you know, uh, give it away and be of service. But the thing is, it's like my, my default mechanism in untreated addiction is to harm, you know, is to hurt, is to think that, you know, everybody's a jerk and I hate them all. And, you know, I wish they'd die and I wish I'd die too. I mean that, and living life from that perspective certainly creates wreckage and creates shame and creates damage. And the good news is, is that for me, you know, um, I know that left to my own devices, I don't have the power to undo any of that past, present, or future. Like I can't, I'm incapable of living life um, with kindness and love. I have a, you know, 38 years of history that has have demonstrated that conclusively to me. And so, you know, the fact that the wreckage of my past is getting cleared up, the fact that, you know, this week my mom said, oh, you're such a different person. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, like, that's amazing to me. It's such a gift. And that's not the first time that that's happened since I've gotten treatment. Um, for my abstinence since I've worked the steps, you know, but, but I, I, I was a train wreck and still can be. And I just want to, you know, just for me, it's so important to acknowledge that like that is the part of this disease that is deadly. Yes. The food is going to kill me physically, but the spiritual, mental and emotional anguish that I inflicted on myself and others, um, that's going to be a slow, you know, that was a slow death and it's going to be a slow sort of coming out of that. So um, anyways, that was my timer, but glad to be at this meeting and I'll pass. Thank you, Dara. Sharon C., you're at followed by on M. Good morning, Katie. I'm a recovered overeater for today by God's grace. I was physically, sexually, and emotionally tortured from age eight on. I buried all that damage in food and put 435 pounds on a five foot three frame. I developed a sick mind. It was all about filling this huge hole in my soul and being so fat that no one would sexually abuse me again. I had a gastric bypass and lost 100 pounds or more, but I began putting the weight back on. I was desperate. I am an alcoholic sober for 15 years because of the 12 steps I learned through AA. When I heard about OA, I knew the program would work for me, and it has. I've given away the wreckage of my past through strong spiritual awakenings learned through the program. All of the promises in the big book are coming true. I'm only 60 pounds from my goal weight. I've lost over 140 pounds thanks to the love of my husband, the support of OA fellows, the program, and God. After three trips to psychiatric hospitals for suicide attempts, I have finally found peace. Newcomers, stay for the miracles. I am Sharon C., an available sponsor in Louisville, Kentucky. With that, I pass. Thank you so much, Sharon C. Okay, on M, you're up, followed by Carmela G. Hi, Katie. This is on M here, recovered compulsive over from Ireland. Can I be heard okay? Yes. 
Hi, thanks, Katie, and thanks for taking the meeting. And uh, yeah, great chair so far. And you know, just one sentence, and it just speaks volumes to me. You know, clear up the the wreckage of your past. And uh, yeah, for me, it just really makes me focus in on you know how profound this sentence is. And yeah, it shared earlier how humbling it is to clear up the wreckage of my past. And you know, for me, um. Prior to coming into recovery, I didn't even realize I had so much of a past that was um, wreckage. And yeah, just looking at it, you know, it is really focusing on step eight and nine. But I think for me, it has to be step step four to nine um, because, you know, I have to always know why I'm doing something and not always to ask the why. But, you know, because I know we have to... Uh, you know, get on and take the action. But it's just why I do this work. And, and you know, it's summarized in step 10. And, and why I do this work is because I want to become fully connected to my higher power. I want to completely be unblocked. I want the full sunlight of the spirit um, because I need that as an addict. I need to get free. I need to be free of the mental obsession and the physical allergy. But I also need to have, and that's where for me, it's a, it's a spiritual awakening when I become unblocked and I get I become fully connected and have that full sunlight of the spirit. And I need that full sunlight of the spirit, not just for the food and the mental obsession. I need it to live life on life's terms. And, you know, I do get all the all the promises from that. And God does give me, you know, my higher power or my my God does give me what I need and doesn't make too hard a terms like it says in step two of those who seek him. And, you know, I continue to do this work because I live in step 10, 11 and 12 because I become unblocked in step four to nine, but I have to continue in step 10 and to cultivate that relationship in step 11 and, you know, to be the message and carry the message. And I get the full sunlight of the spirit. And in that I get freedom. And, you know, I did have a, a really, really, um, a really, you know, good, clear view of that last weekend when I was at a family wedding. And just to see my higher power work through me, look the world in the eye, be humble, be able to enjoy my life, be free. And, and I don't get that on my own. I can't do any of that on my own. I get I have challenges and problems and I have, you know, but there are opportunities for growth for me today. They're no longer, you know, they're stumbling blocks in my life. But only if I stay there, if I stay stuck, stay stuck. And, you know, for me today, it is about, you know, living in 10, 11 and 12. And that's where I become, that's where I maintain um, this connection. And, and it's not even a maintenance, it's a growth, it's a moving forward all the time. So with that, I pass. And thanks again, Katie, for your service. Thank you so much, um, On M and Carmel G, you're up. Followed by Elena C. Let me just tell people who may have come on a couple minutes late that we are on page 164, reading um, the third, which is the third paragraph. Um, Abandon yourself to God is the beginning of that paragraph. And just reading and commenting on the one sentence, the third sentence, clear away the wreckage of your past. So thank you um, <clears throat> for waiting. And Carmela G, you're up, followed by Elena C. Good morning. Thank you so much, everyone, everyone, Katie, for leading and everyone for being on the line this morning. My name is Carmela G, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New York. The wreckage of my past. I was reminded yesterday when I spoke to someone who called who had relapsed. Um, 
I caused the wreckage in my life. I was given a gift, a gift from my higher power that I call God, of free will. And I chose to take that will and run with it, and run with it for six, over six decades, doing everything that Carmela wanted because Carmela thought she was equal to God. It was through the gift of this program that I realized that I wasn't God. And that was such an awakening. And that awakening, when I cleared and when I dug out in my inventory all the mess that I was responsible for, no one else. I mean, all my life I blamed everyone else, but no one else. I chose to do it. And I realized one of the wreckages was my offense to equating myself with the God of my understanding. How he loved me perfectly and how I loved him so imperfectly, so human, and how I treated others, other humans who were as sick as I, and judged, and all of that came up when I was willing to get out of my own way and let that move in. And my awareness brought me amends were easy to make because that gave me such gratification and peace. But when I realized and I heard people saying, I owe myself an amends, that's when I realized my biggest amends was to the power greater than Carmela or pushing him aside, locking him up and being so self, self, self. And the gift today is I understand completely the perfect love that I receive from him and know that no matter what I did, he loves me perfectly and will love me perfect. And with that, I pass. And thank you all. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, Carmela. Okay, Elena C., you're up. And then we'll have time for about five more shares. Elena C., star one. Elena, we cannot hear you. Okay, well, why don't we go ahead and get in? Oh, there you are. There you are. I am okay. so sorry. I don't know what happened. I pressed star one three or four times. Good morning, everyone. My name is Elena C. from Greenville, South Carolina. Gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater for today. And, you know, I am holding this book in mind and I, on, on my hand, in my hand. And I am saying to myself, and that's not for me, by the way. This is one of the most important books that has ever, I have ever read, that has ever helped me in a way that's just blowing my mind. Um, and, you know, and this last paragraph where 
it's a uh, summary of everything that I worked on, all the steps that have brought about my spiritual awakening, and then they will continue to bring about my spiritual awakening. And part of it is owning my part in the relationship with others. Alcoholism, addiction, it's a disease of relationships. And it's the hurt, is the disease of hurt and disconnection. You know, and the resentment and the fear that I have held on to so long, for so long, so much part of my life, have hurt others. But not only that, they have hurt me. You know, like they did not make space inside of me for the beautiful energy of my amazing higher power to come in and heal me. They've been there for so long and just hurting myself and my and others. And I, I was disconnected from the universe because of that. And so here comes this step, eight and nine, to own my part, to clear, clear the mistake that I've done. You know, and the thing is, the truth is, I have done the best I could. You know, I was infected by alcoholism. I had trauma in my life, um, so forth. I reacted. And at that time, that was the best that I could. But now, now it's a shift. Now with this, this stuff, there's been a shift in my actions, in my thinking, in the expression of my emotions to myself and to the world. And in the choices that I'm making, because this program is for those who use it, you know, and every single day I have the choice to call upon my beautiful, amazing higher power and help me and help me be the person that I always wanted other people to be so that I could be happy. But now I am happy not all the time, of course, but I am with my pal in conscious contact and, and stay with the world and with my clients with a presence that... Uh, time, please. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Okay, we're on the third paragraph on page 164, the third sentence, clear away the wreckage of your past. If you haven't shared in the last couple of days, who would like to share? We have about four people. Sarah, Sarah R. Rick J. Sarah, Rick J. Sarah R. Sarah R. Sarah R. Okay, I heard. Um, okay, this is who I heard. Rick J. Sam S. Sarah. I think it was Sarah R. Leah S. Was there one more I could take? I am B. Okay, I'm sorry. There were a ton of people there, and the one I really heard was Lou B. So let's go with Rick J, Sam S, Sarah R, Leah S, and Lou B. And I apologize to all those who did not get heard. Huh? Stay around for the second hour. Okay, go ahead, please, Rick, followed by Sam. Hey, thank you, Katie. My name is Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina. And what was coming to me um, on this sentence is, you know, this is 
you know, um, this is me in that final release of that, which is blocking me to my higher power, you know, and um, we just, you know, admitted our faults to someone, uh, to God and, and to ourselves. You know, we admitted the faults. We looked at it and we looked at our part and our mistakes in these things. And um, for me, that ultimate closure for my past is making things right with someone else because, you know, that release started when I admitted my faults to someone and and that secret that I was carrying around that was keeping me so sick was was removed so immediately you know my secrets were being lifted out and I started becoming free you know and that's when um you know it's one of those fifth step promises we begin to have a spiritual experience and you know in that continuation of uh looking at our character defects and asking God to you know, being willing to have them removed and then asking simply for them to be removed and then going to the people that I had harmed. That's where that that flood of the promises, you know, they've already been accumulating as we go through this process. And all the promises are is just this telling us in the ways that we're going to be spiritually transforming. That's what a spiritual transformation looks like. And then when I'm when I've started that process of of you know having that closure with other people then that ultimate release is happening and and as that ultimate release is happening that ultimate connection to god starts happening because now i'm i'm removing all of that which is blocking me and it's a process that you know i don't do all my amends at once but that's why it's telling us in those promises you know before we were halfway done we're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness and it bookends you know we'll suddenly realize that god is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves and every promise in between that is just clarifying how that really is coming true for us you know we've achieved neutrality in food and we've stopped fighting the problem has been removed these are the ultimate spiritual transformations that are going on with us and the wreckage of my past might be yesterday. I have to keep doing that. I have to keep clearing away that wreckage. I cannot let my self-will block me from that connection with my higher power. Left to my own devices, I will be an extreme example of self-will run riot, driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, self-pity. And that was what was blocking me for years. And I don't want any of that to continue to block me. So, of course, we stay in 10, 11, Time, 12. please. you just working all the steps all the time. Thank you. With that, I pass. Thank you, Rick. Okay, Sam S., you're up, followed by Sarah R. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for leading. My name is Sam S. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Bristol, Rhode Island. Recovered and definitely not cured because, you know, when I was – when I was hearing the reading, I heard clear away the wreckage of my past. And I thought, man, that was like 13 hours ago for me. And, you know, um, I'm grateful for the sentence that comes before it to discuss it, you know, not only with God, but also to another person, because I have really delusional thinking and I can still justify everything. Um, in abstinence and as a result of working the steps, I start to feel more uncomfortable about those things that come up, but without abstinence first and working the steps, 
everything's justified and everybody's doing things to me. But, you know, the, the beautiful thing about the process is that I can call somebody and say, hey, hey here's the things that I did and have, have an unbiased um, voice to say, yeah, we can't, like, you can't act like that. It's, it's, I'm the kind of girl that left to my own devices, I fix a hole with a hammer. I can't fix a broken brain with a broken brain. So I need to be able to, in a state of entire absence and working the steps, be able to continue to do this work. I mean, when I read about, when I first read about amends before working the steps, I just went around to everybody and said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And there was no, there was no footwork with it. It was just, I was apologizing for me to make me feel better. And so I just want to say to anybody that might be struggling today, like I was this morning and thinking, wow, I'm, I'm really messed up. Like I don't, I don't levitate, you know, just because I'm recovered does not mean that I am, you know, that I am a mother Teresa. I'm never going to be perfect, but I, I'm just really led and called to do this work and to do it with the people that really just have my recovery at heart and, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful that these steps go in order and it doesn't start with step nine because, again, hammer to fix a hole. It doesn't make sense, but it makes sense to me. So grateful to be here, grateful to be hearing the truth and hearing the testimonies that these, these steps and this program work. Thanks, Katie. I pass. Thank you, Sam. Okay, Sarah R., you're up, followed by Leah F. Hi, good morning, everyone. Thank you, Katie, for the meeting. This is Sarah R. in New York, compulsive overeater and undereater. Um, I love this sentence about clear away the wreckage. My first vision meeting um, that I listened to, and then I subsequently listened to a recording, they were specifically talking about this. And I remember one of the ladies shared that, you know, it's, it's imagine if, in order, in, I'm in construction, so for me, this is an easy analogy, but, you know, if you want to build a new building and you have, like, a, a dilapidated property over there, the first thing you have to do is just, you know, clear away all that debris in order to build something new, and, you know, this was so powerful for me, and at all the meetings that I'm on, they always, they always read this line, and, you know, once the wreckage is, is what keeps me sick. The wreckage is what keeps me being that victim. And it was mind-blowing for me through step four, you know, that, that first set of step four that I had to just write down everyone I was resentful at. And, you know, I keep it real. I had 230 things on there. But you know what? As I was going through that, I, you know, when I was originally writing my resentment and I was like, I will never forgive this person. I hate this person that's because of the wreckage that I was holding on. And as like I was going through the processes of step four, it just got lighter. Like, so they did this when I was, you know, 10 years ago. And the more I clear the wreckage, it's the lighter I am. And the more I have room for the sunlight of the spirit, which is quite the opposite of my disease thinking. My disease thinking, which as someone previously said, still shows up today, but not as often. My disease thinking says that uh, everyone takes advantage. I can, never, I can never communicate with people. People don't understand me, right? 
back in the victim mode, which means I need to eat because that's the only comforting thing I know and that's comfortable. However, if I clear away the wreckage, I get to I get to live freely. I don't have those people in my life, but I don't have to hate them, right? And you know what someone else was also saying about in the past, I would just apologize, but you know what? Words are words, and if they're not authentic, they're not authentic. Like when people apologize to me I, back in the day, I never accepted it. And a friend of mine pointed it out because when you apologize, you don't mean it. And you know what? The more I am in program, the less I have to apologize to people. And not just because I got more arrogance, but because I'm taking accountability. I'm living in the steps. I'm treating it. It's like a new way of life. I'm learning how to see a side of people that doesn't have to be threatening to me that could just, you know, I don't always have to be right, which is so shocking. My whole disease was always about I'm wrong, they're right, um, no one understands Time, me. please. Yes, and that that is the promises. So thank you so much, and with that, I pass. Okay, thank you so much, Sarah. Okay, Leah, um, you'll be our last share. You have two minutes please. And sorry, Luby, if you could hang out for the second hour, uh, that would be great. Leah F, star one. Okay, well, Lou, Leah seems to be not able to unmute. So if you want to go ahead and be our last share. Yes, I sure can. This is thank you, Lucy from Texas. Thank you for hearing this morning. So, when I think about this clear weather wreckage of the past, you know, I think my attic mind, what it does with wreckage of my past, is it puts me puts the wreckage in my path ahead of me. You know, it's like being stuck on a bridge behind a wreck that the road is completely closed. It blocks me off from everything, and. Um, these, the, you know, the steps. I didn't, I didn't understand that until I worked the steps. That, that, that block, that that wreckage was blocking me. And you know, today my path is clear because I did a big fourth step. I've done several big fourth steps, but I do ten steps. I keep that wreckage, um, you know, in perspective and and out of my path. It's it's always going to be with me. But my my um, my perfectionism makes it huge, right? Because I think that I should have been perfect in the past and so I'm so grateful to have a way of life today that that just keeps it out of my way you know keeps it out of my way and keeps my conduit to other people clear so that I can be of service and um yeah so I don't know how long I had but anyway I think that's probably enough I'm glad to be here thanks for letting me share everybody have a good day well, thanks. You still had a couple more seconds, but um, thank you for ending because it's 7.55. So thank you to everyone who shared. Um, and please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. And the share ID for today, Friday, February 11th, is 18,540. That's 18540. And we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164 followed by the serenity prayer. And will Barbara E. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Oh, good morning again, everyone. This is your very confused Barbara E. It's definitely Friday. 
Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you can't transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pay us for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away that wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Happy Friday.